Lene is still fired as of right now, but we're considering bringing her back on. Maybe. No promises. Just depends what kind of excuse she has when she gets here. We have had lots of mail concerning her, whether or not we should bring her back on. Right. With our, in the poll that we put up. According to the latest news I have from her, she's on her way. Hmm. You, you have something set up that would frustrate me. Whenever you get a text, comes to your phone, to your laptop, and I'm assuming your iPad mm-hmm. as well. That would drive me nuts. Yeah, but it, clear, <laughs> it clears from any... It, it, no, any I know. It's just like... Whenever I first set up my laptop, my text messages would come to there, and I just... I, I didn't like it. I, right. I, 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 for whatever reason, like... I don't know. I feel like... If I want people to not be able to get to me, I want... <laughs> yeah. I want that option. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like it because that way, I, re, regardless of what device I'm using, I can respond to. Yeah. You know... Uh, except my iPad does not receive, um, it does not receive me- uh, text messages. It just re- receives um, iMessages. Oh, okay. Apple messaging. So, so not even when your phone's closed can it receive? Mm-mm. Hmm. No. So only only get I get uh, text messages or you know phones from um, Androids on my. Um, Phone, but on my laptop too, which is odd. And then uh, I get it on um, uh, my my laptop and my phone, but not on my iPad. I mean, yeah, not my iPad. And your Apple Watch. Yes. Now having it on the Apple Watch is convenient because if I'm, if I can just look at my phone, my my watch real quick, and then see right if I'm going to respond to it or. Right. But I only get it on my only get on my Apple Watch because I'm connected to my right. Phone. Yeah, I don't have I don't have or need mm-hmm. uh, one that's connected because you yeah. know there are Apple Watches that you don't need your phone near you mm-hmm. to be able to get and receive text messages. Right, right. But texting on this thing is kind of weird, and I don't like talking into yeah. it. You know, I feel kind of weird. Yeah, I only into only it. do voice to text on that. Hey, um, it's Dale. Uh, hey, Kathy, Becca, Dale says, thank God it's just the Cranes, finally. <laughs> uh, Josh, Gatwood, Angel, hey, Angel, we're and th- Julie McCorkle. We're thinking about allowing Lene back on, but it's right. undecided. Right. We need, like, an audience participation vote. Like, one of those. Remember back in the day, like, this was, this was ending, like, as I was young. So, I, like, it, where there was the call-in votes. Even yeah. American Idol even had yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would call in for your vote, mm-hmm. and something would play signifying that's who you voted for and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of just even even then, because you would think for American Idol, it was during the internet time. So why couldn't you like just vote online or right, yeah. why it had to be call in voting? Mm-hmm. And what if it's still American Idol is still going, right? I think it is, but it's on a different uh, network now. I had, I remember it was coming back and it had like Katy Perry and I think, was it Lionel Richie or something? They just, and then obviously they always have some country guy on there. And I just had, I had zero interest in it whatsoever. I mean, even when it was like in its heyday, just personally for me, I watched it at the little bit like when you would have like the really bad people or the really good people that would just kind of come out of nowhere and be really impressive. And then mm-hmm. after that, I personally got kind of bored with it. Yeah. I never watched them all the way until they crowned the winner and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I was a little bit, oh, hi, Tiffany. I was having you on. Um, I was kind of just the opposite. I didn't like the early stages when it was a bunch of bad people and it, it was just goofy. I, I liked it at the end when they were actually good Performers, yeah, that's like I, I, I would want to. It just it got. It. I guess all competition shows, even like was like I love cooking and I mm. love like watching like meals being made and recipes mm. and stuff like that. But even those cooking shows are super repetitive after a while. One dimensional. Yeah, and 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 there's just like the unnecessary drama. Yes. Of like, you've got to make a cake, but you only have water. Um, pepper right. and this old glove, and you yeah. gotta make a cake out of it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just like that's like watching the shows where they like they take the time to make everything and give you advice on well, you should do this if you don't have this ingredient, and they come out and make the final uh, meal 
at that. I like stuff like that, but like right. the whole competition thing is just. What, kind of, what's the one where they do that? Where they give you limited stuff? It's not Top Chef. It's the. Um, the only one that I know that I've ever kind of watched is Chopped. Chopped. That's what I was thinking mm -hmm. of. Yeah, I don't. The one that I don't care about that is it's very impractical as far as watching it in the sense that you'll never be able to repeat that. Right. You know, because right. it, it's just weird ingredients. So once the novelty wore off, I was tired of Chopped. And Top Chef, I didn't like. I, I used to like. I liked it to begin with, but then it's all this drama between the uh, yeah. participants, and I'm like, I'm not. I don't care about that. I, right, I'm not right. interested. Oh, oh, oh. I'm not interested. That this chef don't get along with this chef. I don't care about that. I want to see the cooking and right. the, the food they come up with. Yeah, there's there's a couple of shows like Netflix has some good ones where like they'll people will go taste regional stuff. Mm. So they'll go to like New Orleans or they'll go to like Tokyo, Japan. Barcelona, Spain, and they'll right. try like local cuisine, and mm -hmm. you know how like in Tampa, there's probably like that one place that sells the really good Cubans. They'll mm -hmm. do like that version for yeah. other places around the world. Like they'll go to the number one place in Barcelona to get this dish, mm -hmm. and I, that's the kind of stuff that I like. Yeah, I like that. Um, uh, Becca said she likes to watch the trials, and then I'm done. I guess you're just talking about American uh, Idol. Yeah. Hi, Terry. Well, guess who decided to shoot? <laughs> Going behind the camera. <laughs> That's a good move. Uh, okay, I'm here. We told everybody. Start. We told everybody last week that we fired you. <laughs> I haven't even watched last week. Yeah. Did um, I have I mentioned on? Oh, you're in frame good. Have I mentioned on the podcast that I don't oh, like so watching it? Why are we what? so close? I don't know. I'm gonna sit further. Oh, it is. Uh, the camera is closer. That's why. Yeah. You normally it's for the deck. Well, if you were here to uh, set it up. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's a... Well, we're under construction up here, so we're under that's... a little bit. Of... Yeah. yeah. They started today? Yes. Not in, in this room, but... Um... Oh, over there. Yeah. Yeah. I also can't breathe. I just ran up the stairs. <laughs> uh, uh, Dale says, like... can we have a podcast some night with Merrick Crane on where she only discusses the Step Up movies? Amen. Did Step she... Up 2 is my favorite. Oh. Says so that Set Up to the Streets? Taking it to the streets. What a step up. It's just a dance movie. It's oh. a dance movie. I, I've heard that... I don't like the way I say this. I heard that sometimes when you go into the movie theater on those movies, people will be like dancing in the uh, no. in the aisles and stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> I saw Step Up 2 in the theaters. Uh -huh. And when I left, I did feel motivated to go dancing. Because I was like, I think I could do that. And yeah. I can't, but I thought I could. Becca gave you a personal welcome back. Oh, you? thank you. It's been a couple weeks. Yes, it has. Yeah. Just one week, right? No, because no. then the week before, we didn't have the podcast. Right, because the hurricane. Oh, yeah, hurricane, yeah. You know, the hurricane. So, the hurricane. The hurricane that if, blew everything. If that's our only hurricane this season, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> very yeah. disappointed. I am not disappointed with anything that leaves us with a power on. Sure. Oh my goodness, it has been so hot. I, I, I think I've been the most miserable this summer of any really? summer. Yes, I have been. I feel like last summer was hotter. Miserable. Yeah, I do too. It's just miserable. I, I guess maybe because I've had to be out more in it for some reason. It's just. Then last year you were inside more often? I guess. Cause well, it's, I'm the opposite this year. Thank you to my new job. Mm -hmm. I'm inside more. And not. You know what? That's nice. This is sweating to death. <laughs> this is kind of a weird, a weird sort of left turn. I hate car ACs because I feel like I can never find a good equilibrium. It's either too cold or too hot. I can never find like a good like right kind of moment. Well, because like, like at a home, it's it's like central air. It's like cooling the whole thing. But with with your car, it's just blowing cold air on you. Mm, I Amen. Disagree. Exactly. I disagree. Uh, I'm Should have bought a Kia, because the Kia is wonderful with the airflow. Yeah, I want I want it blowing right on me. I even turn my air on in my seats, so it's <laughs> so the air is blowing up for, from the back side, front side. Yeah. You don't want that vent on you. Put it over here on right. me. Right, I do that too. Yeah, I don't know. I, that, maybe that's just a weird thing for me, but it's hard for me to find a good equilibrium. In fact, right I now I'll, I'll come home at the end of the day, especially like tonight. We'll leave here and I'll go home. And and between here and home, the car gets really, really cool. And I think, I'm going to get out and it's not going to be anywhere close <laughs> to this. I would like to just stay right here in yeah. this car. I love my air in my car. 
Oh, my air, my, my air works fine. It's just... You're either too cold or too hot. Too cool, too hot, yeah. Mm -hmm. can't, can't say it. Yeah, I, I, of course, my car is 10 years old, though. Wow. So, maybe that's I've literally it. never been too cold in my car. Same. Never. <laughs> Same. Been hot. Especially when the missus is riding with me. Yeah. I'm, I'm not like... People always say they're cold-natured or hot-natured. I'm kind of right in the middle. Like, I, I, I don't I don't ever find myself... Like, Kim is hot-natured, and she'll be, like, sweating in the middle of the night or, like, super hot in the middle of the night, and I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not cold, but I'm not hot, you know? The other day, somebody had... Um, Keith Sumner had borrowed um, my rototiller, and he brought it back, and we sit in the backyard and, and talk for maybe 30 minutes, something like that. Good conversation, of course, but by the time it was done, I was totally... And this is like 5, 30, 6 o'clock in the evening. I was soaked. Mm -hmm. Completely yeah. soaked. Yeah. And I, I just can't, I can't stand that. I, I'm a head sweater. Oh, so yeah, So I too. can stand outside, not sweat anywhere mm -hmm. else on my body, but my head will be dripping yes. sweat. Right like, into your eyes. I'm like, why? Mm -hmm. And then it makes it look like I have nasty you know wet hair. Angel, your husband, said, I agree with Luke. Yes. Very wise. Probably because his AC is not as well as mine. You know, also another another weird that thing that's maybe certain socks. My feet sweat more with certain socks than others. Time. Like I don't know if it, and it almost seems like the thinner socks they okay. sweat more. Yeah. I don't know if it's like they insulate it better or something like that when I put my thickest. fibers are probably closer together. Yeah, I like the thinner yeah. socks for myself personally, but my but still my feet are gonna sweat. I, I, I'm telling you, I sweat no matter what. At night, I will cover up because the fans blow it on me and I'll get a little bit cool. And I'll wake up with perspiration on me. If you, if you look at me on Sundays after I get off the stage, if I raise my hands up or whatever, you'll see mm. like sweat stains. Because I, doing worship is like sweaty business. You know, sweaty, sweaty uh, job. And then when the glory of the Lord hits you too, you start sweating as well. Yeah. I've noticed that. Yeah. Well, and singing, like well, for whatever reason, maybe just because I'm not that good of a singer, like singing and having to belt it out takes a, like takes a lot out of you. It takes a lot of energy out of you. You think there's nerves too? Like no. I don't get nervous on stage anymore, really. I'm not. This is gonna sound really, uh, I don't know, braggy, but I don't get nervous in the spotlight. I just don't. Wow. Like I'm not I'm not saying that it's earned. I'm, de I'm definitely not saying that it's earned. But like whenever I've had like to do the open or yeah. transition or even when I had to like speak on a Sunday, now there is nerve in the sense of like I hope that I'm saying the right thing. Right. I hope that I'm like following the spirit correctly. There's mm -hmm. there's nerves a little bit yeah. of nerves where that's concerned. But as far as like being in front of people and speaking, right. I have zero nerves where that's concerned. Yeah. Since we're all here. Just <laughs> Speaking to God knows who. Well, do you do you get nervous uh, doing the transitions or anything? I like do, that? but it's more the like just leading of the Holy Spirit mm, yeah. and that kind of thing. Because if anything, I just make a joke and be like, "Get over it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah it's I'm, I'm I'm always <laughs> nervous on some level when I speak. It's yeah. just, am I saying the right things? Is it yeah. what the Lord wanted? Am yeah. I talking too short, too long? Am right. I over explaining this, under explaining this? Yeah. You know, but once you, why is that person doing that? They, they, they don't really like this. There's somebody sleeping. Everybody hates this sermon. You know, I, so I'm you feel nerves during it. it doesn't oh, like yeah. it, whenever I felt nerves before when I had to speak. As soon as I would start speaking, it would like shut off. Yeah. Like my brain would just go into concentrating on what I'm saying Same. and stuff like that. So I would never. That's interesting. I I've yeah. never had like nerves while I'm doing something. Yeah, I would say mine kind of goes into the mode. Yeah. Once I feel a little comfortable, like right, and the, like, okay. the far as the far, it, it, but I don't. Up, sorry to interrupt, but I don't have to stand up there as long as you do. Yeah, the, as far as like, like speaking in front of people in in just that that concept of speaking in front of people that doesn't bother me. Right. You know, I don't. I don't. I think, oh my gosh, I can stand in front of people. Right. It's all those different nuances yeah. of it, and maybe that's. When everybody says, well, that's what I mean when I'm nervous in front of people. But it's all those kind of... Mm -hmm. So for me, it doesn't matter if it's 20 people or 2,000. Either yeah. one doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Um, it, it's all going to be kind of um, the same type of... In other words, I don't go, oh, wow, there's... When I've spoken African, there's thou, you know, thousand mm -hmm. people. I don't go, oh, my goodness, i got to speak in front of a thousand mm -hmm. people. Yeah. That's never the only time I ever in recent years would get nervous is... And it would only be just for like a moment... 
whenever I was, before I was singing and I was in the back and I was playing guitar, whenever I would have like a really complicated guitar part that's like very prominent, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to mess it up. Yeah. <laughs> I never, I rarely ever did, but there would be that one little moment, like when the song starts, but like, do you, yeah. re do you remember it? Do you remember it? Okay, you're good. You're, you remember it. Yeah. And then I do have those little panic moments too. Uh, and I always feel like everybody can see right through this and, and see it when it happens too, is I'll be saying something and something distracts me and I lose my place and I forget what I was saying or not necessarily forget what I was saying, but I was like, all right, where was I at with this? Mm -hmm. yeah. you know, and I have to kind of get back to my notes and figure it out. And, well, you and do it seamlessly. Yeah, I don't oh think my you. goodness. I, I'm like, all right, well, where, where was I going with this? You know, or, or yeah. what was I about to say? And no, I think you play it off yeah, well to where it doesn't seem like you're nervous. Know. I don't notice Do you guys ever have dreams? This just popped in my head. Do you ever have dreams where like, because I don't really have nightmares or night terrors. Like, it very rarely will I have, like, a nightmare. But I'll have, like, bad dreams where, like, I'll be on stage and worship is starting and I'm not prepared whatsoever. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I don't remember any of the songs. I'm, like, trying to, like, fumble through or whatever. And yeah. something kind of similar to work or whatever, like, it'll be, like, 4 o'clock and I realize, like, I have all this work still left to do. Yes. Do you guys ever have dreams like that? <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll have a dream now about going to take a test in school and not be prepared for it, you know. And, and of course, the the whole not being dressed in public is a common dream too. I've never yeah. had that one. Really? That's never. a. I've had it like. A you're lot. weird then. I've had I've, it once. I don't twice think before. I may have had it once before, yeah. but I don't have those. Yeah. But I do have a lot of. I'm not equipped. Or yeah. I'm not ready. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, you know that's it's, what it means. Yeah, right? it's crazy. Yeah, it's. <laughs> is you don't you don't feel equipped for that, uh, and right. you don't feel. Which is so crazy because I always like meticulously practice before on Sunday, and so I know I know that I'm ready, yeah. and I always budget my time really well at work, so it's just. You funny. know what I have a dream about sometimes—that <laughs> I'm about to perform on the field for band, and I can't remember the routine. Yeah. Interesting, two like school age yeah. dreams. Yeah. I, don't I have, will always go back to that. Yeah, I, I, I have no dreams about school ever, ever, ever. That's it's interesting. always about performing. Maybe you guys are living in your past or something. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Becca said her favorite class was public speaking. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't think I ever took I took a drama class, but never public speaking. I did public speaking in college, and um, yes, I did attend. Yeah. Did I graduate? No. Yeah. But um, I did one, and I fake cried, and I got an A. <laughs> like, I, I did. I was like, I can't fake cry. Oh yeah, I went there. I mean, I can fake cry, but not like have tears come out. But they don't know me, cause anybody like y'all would probably know that is so fake. That is not how Lene cries. But they don't know me, so it worked. That's funny. Yeah. We had to do sermon present uh, pre presentations when I was in school or in college. Short, yeah. short sermon. No, it, well, it had to be well. Yeah, short in the sense it had to be like fifteen minutes or something like that, but not like yeah. a five minute yeah. for and. Um, so, and then we had to uh, do not so much sermon preparation, but you had to do like notes for a sermon. And so you had to like do, a, um, you know, take a passage of scripture and um, do an expose on that scripture. You know? So speaking of sermons, since we are running out of time, since I just looked at the clock and realized how late it is, we have connect groups again soon. Um, let's talk about, Sunday, unless you guys, unless you guys don't want to, unless you guys. Remember Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's out of the book of Book of Acts. If oh, yeah. that okay. helps you remember, although yeah. the week before that was also. Out of the book oh of Acts. yes, this was so good this Sunday. I'm wrapping up it at this this week, back. so you can get that off your plate after this Sunday. Oh, thank you. So I think you, I think that you brought up a good, um, rhetorical question, kind of, and something that I think is good for people to ponder what. No, I, I think I'm going there with you. Oh, uh, you, the, you started off your sermon about seeing what the early church saw mm. today. And I think that's just, that is so, that's such an important thing for us to question about ourselves, about our church, about our lives, is, like you said, the book of Acts is really a great model mm -hmm. for the church. Primer. What, what we should be seeing, mm -hmm. how we should be operating, how we should be moving, and really should be a mirror to what are we doing when, when we're not seeing that stuff, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I, and I think just in this very basic form, 
corporately and personally, the reason we don't see it is because we're not doing what they did in the, in the book of Acts. When we do what they did, we'll have what they have. Mm -hmm. and that's just my, my cut on it. Yeah. Was that was that with you? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I, when I said, oh yeah, it was good. That's what I was going to bring out. Is yeah. that what he compared the the church? Yeah, I mean they 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 just literally turned the world upside down mm -hmm. with what they did, and it's such it was such a such a power, powerful. The things that they did were just so powerful, so so just life changing for individuals and for mm -hmm. groups, and. I, I agree when I when I read that stuff when you read the Acts of the Apostles, it energizes you to say I want to be a part of I want to see that I want to be a part of that I want God to move through me that way I want to have that that courage that I can just speak to someone right. and they get up and walk you know I, I can just I, I can and not, he he didn't even Peter didn't even pray mm -hmm. he didn't say this like powerful prayer he just in the name of Jesus commanded someone to get yeah. up and walk. Right. To have that authority, to have that power, to see the things, to see 3,000 people saved in a day, you know, mm -hmm. and things like that. I, when I read that, it energizes me to want that stuff, yeah. you know. Yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah and I think that, that one of the challenges for us is, is we think, oh, yeah, of course, you know, they lived in that time. They don't have the, you know, they don't live in this modern world with all of its new all of the things that you have to do to live in this water where all these things we have to keep up with and all these kind of things but the reality is every generation has had its own set of challenges right. you know it, it's never been easy for anybody in, in that sense it, it but it does take that dedication it just um um it does take that that decision to say i'm going to 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 not be satisfied without this mm -hmm. and I'm going to take whatever I, I'm going to immerse myself like the early church did and if we immerse ourselves like the early church did at the very least we're closer to the Lord right. and at, at the very best where uh, we have the fruit of Pentecost all this um, people being added into the kingdom Yeah. Oh, I was going to say in Revivalist we were talking about um, prophetic words and how when someone gives you a prophetic word, what are you supposed to do with it? Like, what mm -hmm. is the practical things that you right. can do? To, and that's how I feel about this sermon on Sunday is like, well, we can't be exactly like them because right. we are in 2021. Right. Mm -hmm. But there are practical things that Very we should good. be doing mm -hmm. to, like, to, to get in line with how the Acts Church was. Right. So what do you think those are? I didn't mean to. No, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> you're fine. Do you have any yeah, I, I like think, practical things to say, like individually mm -hmm. and then corporately, like how do we get in line with the Acts Church in 2021? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's you, I mean you I said think it on Sunday, I don't really know. Well, I mean, kind of, kind of, <laughs> well, kind of the main thrust of the past two co yes. past few Sundays Agreed. is is really delving into what they did. I mean I, I think the main thing and this I think it kind of stems all from this is they lived and breathed the word the life of jesus and mm -hmm. lived it out mm -hmm. you know they, they didn't just say and, and and i think along with what you're saying what a lot of christians tend to do when we hear sermons like we heard on sunday is we'll hear stuff like we should be like that mm -hmm. church and, we, and we, we almost have this that's a that's a great word that's a, that is right. a great point and almost like I appreciate it on an intellectual level, but not on a practical right. level. Practical? And, and I think yeah. doing what the disciples did, that when when Jesus when Jesus said, "Love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself," they didn't just say, "That's a great way to feel." Right. They felt that's a great way to live my life. That's mm -hmm. a great way to pursue and and take, extrapolate that everything that Jesus said of right. dying to ourselves and every word that he spoke, not just appreciating it mm -hmm. and on intellectual level right. but saying i'm gonna live that out in my life <clears throat> well it's just like with the word like the actual biblical word we can appreciate it but until we're actually like living it mm -hmm. it really is just an appreciation of the word right. i want to be able to cast out demons like the word mm -hmm. says i want to be able to lay hands on the sick and they recover when we actually like do that right and so that's where i guess i'm wanting yes yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I think one of the things too, and I, I, I may not have articulated this really clearly on on um, 
Sunday morning, but this passage that we read from, and I, I did use this term as a summary passage, so it's, it's describing a lot of specific things that's happening in general terms. Mm -hmm. and, and so all of that part there was like, for example, the, the whole signs and wonders were being right. done. Well, it didn't give any specific one, but chapter three gives a specific one, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, it, it says they continued in prayers, but it doesn't say what kind of prayer that they do. But if you look throughout the book of Acts, you will find. So, for example, when Peter was in prison uh, at the house of um, his, his, um, his um, of John Mark's mother, they, they were holding a prayer meeting. Mm -hmm. And and so my, my guess is while they were holding a, a prayer meeting specifically for... Um, Peter being in prison, that wasn't an uncommon thing for them to get together and pray. So I think it's that's the kind of thing that we have to, and that's the reason I encourage people to read through the book of Acts. You know, look through there and you'll find those examples of things. So for me, you know, uh, rather than just talk about our prayer life, that, it, that we should step up the yeah. game in the prayer life. And one yeah. of the things that I talked about too was where I said, Jesus said that the, the we talk about the temple, this, this, that this should be a house of prayer for all nations. So that was public prayer. Right. And then there was uh, go into your closet right. and, and pray. That's personal prayer. So the way I can look at that is examine life. Am I participating in public prayer? Right. Right. Am I participating? In, am I making sure that I have that closet um, secret place prayer? Right. Am I having those things? And if I'm not, don't be guilt-ridden. Don't try to earn points with God by right. doing that. But understand, that's one of the avenues that it takes to have what the early church has. Right. That's just one of them. Yeah, yeah. I think another one, and I thought about this when I was listening and re-listening to your sermon. Uh, you just vaguely, you just sort of talk because you named a, a number of things that they did, and you wanted to be specific on some. But being filled with the Holy Spirit oh. is yeah. super important mm -hmm. and, and super huge. And and I wanted to ask you guys this, and maybe have you expand on it. I think a lot of times, especially in Pentecostal circles, we very narrow what being filled with the Holy Spirit is and does mm -hmm. and how that operates in our life. And I think it's very e simple, very easy to see what that. What I mean by that is a lot of emphasis on speaking in tongues, a lot of emphasis on that, that feeling that you get when mm -hmm. he's in the room mm -hmm. and falling out in the Spirit and those mm -hmm. very emotionally tied things I guess mm -hmm. so my question is where do you where do you guys see being filled with the Holy Spirit when his people are filled with the Holy Spirit what precipitates from that what what living in and walking in that looks like where do you guys see people into the modern church lacking where that's concerned yeah well I, I want to just kind of back up into one of the things that you said and and and, and uh, and I'm going to kind of cast it a little different way when you said talk about speaking in tongues. I believe that praying in the Spirit is absolutely essential. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. For and, sure. And, and for, sure. for me, I can't think of a time in recent past where there's not at some point in the day that I did not spend right. some time praying in the Spirit. And so what I think what that does is it familiarizes you with the Holy Spirit, the flow of the Holy Spirit, so that when I'm out walking down the street, I can I can sense that that interchange is continuing to happen, and and Romans eight says those those that are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Yeah. That gives me the opportunity to, for Him to lead me. I was reading a book today, and um, uh, the guy in the book said he and his wife prayed this prayer every day. He says, "Lord, put me in the right place at the right time today." Yeah, sure. And and I believe that's what the Holy Spirit does is yeah. He leads us to the right place at the right time. But do you think that there is a lack of spotlight on that? Because I, at least in the Pentecostal circles that I, I run in and the things that I listen to, I don't feel like I, what you just said, I don't feel like there is a lack of stressing the importance of that. Because I, I agree with everything you just said, but I don't feel like there's a lack of how important that is. At least in Pente I realize outside of Pentecostal circles, that's a, yeah. diff that's a different thing. But I don't know. Do you guys disagree with that? I'll say this. I think... It's the context that you're in. I think here in our in our context, our church culture, we highly <laughs> emphasize that. Mm -hmm. uh, it, but I don't think other churches do. Mm -hmm. I, I think I think 
the whole praying in the spirit, especially when you start talking in the area of speaking in tongues, it's it's not necessarily resisted, but it's downplayed enough because it's it's the one of those things that kind of separates us from other mm -hmm. churches, and 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 it's the one thing that sometimes people just will disconnect with, and I think the reason they do is is I think there's several reasons, but one of the reasons is that's one of the things the enemy uses because he realizes the power of it. The he realizes the importance mm -hmm. of it, you know. And then the second aspect of it is is while there is an emphasis on it from a teaching and leadership type point, I don't think it's practiced. I, I you don't, don't think people pray in the spirit every I day. don't I I think that I and I may be wrong about that, but it's just my spiritual point of view is that I believe there is a, I think we would be, well, I'm going to be careful how I say this. I just, I just don't believe it's happening on an ongoing, continuous basis. I don't believe there's people getting up and saying, I'm going to pray in English, but I'm also going to pray in spirit for, for a mm. while. So why, why do you think that is? Because to me, praying in the spirit is the easiest praying to do because it takes the least amount of work on our end, right. you know, uh, on, on, on at least, at least in, in my estimation, because when you're praying in, in your regular praying, you're thinking about what you're praying, mm -hmm. you're covering ground, you're whatever. But when you're praying in the spirit, you're just sort of, you're not in the driver's seat anymore. Right. So why do you think it, if your estimation, why do you think people struggle with that or just ignore that? Well, I, I think the, the major portion of it is, is people just don't realize the efficacy of it. They don't realize how powerful it is. They don't realize how life-changing it really is. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's a part of the, the way the, just the way our flesh thinks, maybe the way the enemy uh, comes against us. An angel wrote in here, what if you don't speak in tongues? And, and, and I'll just say this. I don't know exactly how you're saying that. But what I hear when somebody says that is, is almost... Do you have to speak in tongues? And, and here's my thing is, you don't have to, you get to. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I get to. It, it's, that, it's that powerful way of communicating through the Holy Spirit. As it talks about Romans 8, I'm praying in a way about things that, you know, even the things that I know about sometimes, I don't even know how to pray right. about. Right. Even the things I understand, I don't know how to pray about. I don't think, it's, I don't think the question is, do you have to? I think the question is, should you? And, that, and, and, that's, and that, I will say, 100% right. absolutely you should. And if a person says they don't speak in tongues, then you need to get to the place that you do. Because that is that is that front door communication with the with God in, in that heavenly language, that spiritual language. Uh, I, I recommend a book. It's by Jack Hayford. It's called The Beautiful The Beauty of Spiritual Language. It's a powerful book that talks about how great it is. So, so back to my original question. Sure. Then let's 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 just, let's just maybe let's assume that there are people who are either. I think this question works for, for either side of the of the aisle. Whether there are people who are operating and speaking in, in the spirit, mm -hmm. people who are not, whatever. What other ways do you think of being filled with the Holy Spirit, operating that? Do you think people are lacking? Obedience. Mm -hmm. I think it's just being obedient to what the Holy Spirit. Uh, tells us to do you know if 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 you so for example and I'm I'm speaking personally now I'm not kind of pushing this off on other people if if I'm in a grocery store or um, uh, just out in public somewhere and and I see somebody and, and I feel like I ought to say something to them you know and I and in that sense I believe and let's just just say for the sake of conversation I, I'm sure it's the Holy Spirit going up to me, going up to him and saying, just saying whatever, you know. Yeah. I, I don't do it because of lack of obedience. Mm -hmm. I think obedience is the one. I think I think you could take a dart and throw it at a board of any fruit of the Spirit, mm. and I think you can find, in, in, at least in some aspect of the church, of it lacking because, unlike gifts of the Spirit. Fruits of the spirit take cultivation, Come on. and they take yeah, work, sure. and, it, and it's difficult. And and just I, I won't say the church. I'll, I'll just say myself personally. Whenever I, I pray and, and concentrating on the fruits of the spirit, I look at some of them and say, "Is this really personified in my life? Mm -hmm. Are are these fruits? Is love, joy, peace? Right. Is peace personified in my life? Not just do I feel peace, mm -hmm. but do I personify that yeah. for those around me? Because 
when you bear fruit, mm -hmm. it's not just a, a thing for yourself. Right. Bearing fruit is for everyone around yeah. you to see, to experience, and to know. And so for me, there are some fruits of the Spirit that I do I do really well with joy. I don't struggle with joy. I, I feel like joy is really well cultivated in my life. But patience is not one that is cultivated in my life. I'm just being honest with you. I, I right. struggle with right. patience. Yeah. And that's not cultivated in my life. And it's... <laughs> We so often draw caveats on things and think, well, I got this good well enough. And we either ignore or don't mm -hmm. think about or excuse not having those other things in our life. And the fact that I don't have patience in my life is a huge right. glaring blind spot right. that if people, if, if unsafe people don't see me personifying patience in my life, right. it doesn't matter how well I personify joy, right. they're gonna notice my lack of patience. Mm -hmm. And I think that is, at least for me, from my estimation, what I see with a lot of people is, we don't strive to cultivate and perfect, perfect every yes. single aspect of the fruit of the Spirit. That part. Yeah, yeah I, I agree 100%. <laughs> that and, is so true. And I think what happens too is, it, it, a part of that is, is that we're, we're compartmentalizing our life. So Sunday morning, I'm going to come to church and I'm going to put on my church mm -hmm. face. I'm going to put on my church going. I'm going to do my church thing. And then when I leave church, I'm going to go back into my personal life. Right. And, I, and I'm not suggesting by that, that that people live immoral or ungodly mm -hmm. lifestyles. It's just I kind of turn off that spiritual right. aspect of it right. and go back into this secular mode yeah. rather than to think that my whole life should be consumed right. yeah. with the the fruit of the spirit, yeah. you know, yeah. and 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 so I think cultivating that in every aspect of my life, being cognizant of that, you know, and, and to me, in my mind, and, and, and some people may think this is um, uh, uh, a a a weird way of saying it. For me, I'll I'll do things like put alarms in my phones, reminders in my mm. phone to remind me to do certain things, to remind me to think certain things. Mm. So like like this whole idea of um, of um, be on the lookout or, or you know God lead, put me in the right place at the right time. That's the kind of thing that I would put a reminder of my right. in my phone to pray that in the morning. You know, mm. it, because it's not it's not that I'm not interested in that or I don't think it's important. It's just I'll wake up in the morning. I I think I got to go work out, so I can't. I'm not thinking about that. Right. You know, those are those are two on my list of I don't set a reminder. Just I have to pray for God. Give me patience. Give right. me kindness. Those, those are those are those are my two, uh, patience and kindness. You know, um, were you about to say something? No, I was just gonna say kindness is like my pet peeve of the church. Yeah. If I had to pick something that I don't feel like the church does well is be kind yeah. to like people outside of the church. Yeah. It's like Pastor said, we can come in here and we can be kind as we want to our fellow yeah. brothers and sisters. And then you see the same people at Walmart or at a restaurant and they can't be kind to the waitress or the, or the personnel working there. And it's just like, it's just one of my pet peeves yeah. is like, just be kind. Like we're supposed to be different sure. out there. Sure. And how can we be different when we talk and treat people the same exact yeah. way as the world. Absolutely. Exactly. So it Absolutely. is a, it is one of my pet peeves. Yeah. Not saying I have it perfected. <laughs> I'm not trying to stand up here yeah. like I do, but. And I, and I think what you said that just, just a few minutes ago is something that I, if you've had any kind of conversation with me with anything near this topic, something that I've been just hammering out over and over and over again is this, this split identity that we as Christians can sometimes have. Like you said, people will shut off, they'll, they'll turn on their Christian brain on Sunday yeah. and compartmentalize it to Sunday and say, well, I have my Christian identity. They won't say it in these words. I have my Christian identity. I have my mm -hmm. work identity. I have my hanging out with my friends in, in the afternoons or weekends identity. And it's almost like three or four separate types of people. I have my, my Christian beliefs and my political beliefs. I have my, you know, w my Christian attitude and my work attitude. Mm -hmm. Where, you know, I'll turn the other cheek when I'm doing this, but I'm not going to turn the other cheek at work because I don't want to get taken advantage of. Right, right. And, and God convicted me of that a while ago, a year or two ago, of you, you have all these separate identities. And every identity, mm -hmm. it's, it's okay to have like a work mode because sure. I'm going to be a much more professional at work. Right. But every single identity needs to flow from my identity in Christ. Right. And I think we as Christians sometimes miss that. We compartmentalize ourselves. Because the world compartmentalizes mm -hmm. themselves. They're, 
one way at work and totally different outside of work. And so we, we mirror that when we should be mirroring Christ. And yes, my, my professional level or my how I interact with the world may have to change bit by bit, but at my core, who I am flows from my relationship in Christ and nowhere else. Yeah. And Becky just pointed out something very important. She, uh, she says people do it on social media all the time. Yes. You know, so, so you know, one of the most biggest dangers of things like social media or even writing things or whatever is people can't see the way in which you're saying it. Yeah. So if, if, you, if you say something and it can be construed as mean-spirited, most of the time people are going to take it yeah, that way, right. perhaps even if you didn't even mean it that way. Right. But a lot of times I think people do mean yeah. it mean-spirited, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Look, we, I think we have that. To me, it's I'll use that term compartmentalize. It's we have these different ways that we approach life. And, um, and, and, and in reality, we, we, you know, I think we, if we're not careful, we can say, I don't want God in this part of my mm-hmm. life. You know, I don't want him telling me what to do. Right. I don't want him, yeah. you know, so you have people that will come to church and then they'll find themselves in an immoral relationship or they will, or, or they will find themselves in a, in a bad business deal or, or they'll find themselves, you know, railing at people in traffic or, mm-hmm. or, or, or not are going to work and saying, well, they're paying me this amount of money, so I'm going to give them this amount of money right. work, you know. And, and all those kinds of things that are, in my mind, the way I interpret Scripture goes against what the Bible is saying. And, and that's where the lack of testimony comes about, mm-hmm. is, is, is that we're something different in the church house than what we are in, right. the, in, the, um, in the street. And, and what Becca said there is absolutely social media is one of those glaring places where that happens I think it's just because for social media I think this is this is not like a biblical concept but this is just um, I think that anonymity yes. when, when you're not when you're face to face with someone and you can see what you say and you can see if you say something kind of rude or hateful it's awkward because you have to be right there and deal with them looking at you when you say something kind of rude and kind of mean. But on social media, you don't have to deal with that. People are just are are far away from you. So that, that mask, even though it's got your name on your Facebook page, it's still an anonymity to a certain degree because you're not there face-to-face. You're not having to deal with the repercussions of what you're saying and how you're saying it, no matter how mean-spirited or sarcastic yeah. or um, or hateful it can be. You don't have to deal with those reports. I mean, you have to deal with comments, but you can delete comments and right. all that stuff like that, you know. Yeah, and, and I think along those lines too is is where social media is concerned, we'll see, feel ourselves sucked into issues that we feel strongly about. But there's a big difference between defending whether or not we believe the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness, and or defending and, and on the other side defending some policy. And I'm not talking about something that's moral or immoral now. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about some policy that, or something that the, that, um, uh, the, um, the government is doing, right. you know, and, and, and getting all upset about that and, and, and having rude or, right. or bad comments about that. Yeah. Yeah. What? I was going to share a moment that I've been trying to keep this thought in my head about how I treat people and showing, mm-hmm. like, Jesus... If the Lord told me, speaking about obedience, if I flip someone off in traffic and then we turn into the same place and then the Holy Spirit is like, I want you to go pray for them. Mm -hmm. How is that going to look? Yeah, exactly. That I just like flipped you off and then now I'm going to come up to you and be like, oh, I have a word from the Lord. (laughs) You know, like that doesn't look good. So, and what cured me of that is on my way to church one morning Someone pulled out in front of me, and I laid on that horn, and I was just like, I didn't flip them off, but Uh I did. I was just like, I know they could see me in the mirror, because I was just like, you're so stupid for pulling out in front of me. I mean, it was like, you know, I had to slam on the brakes type thing. Well, as we're getting closer to the church, like, they're turning in the same place, and Tot's like, I bet they're going to our church, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what if they are? Like, and then I just started feeling, like, so Mm. much conviction, like... And then, like, you're going to go up there and do the opening and say, welcome to our church. Did they? Did when they, I'm like, they did not pull in. <laughs> Thank God they went somewhere else to church. <laughs> Thank God they weren't saved in the church that Sunday. But yeah. I just, 
and that thought like just continues to like yeah and that's how i feel like when i go into walmart and i speak to people working there or when i'm at the restaurant yeah. i just keep that mindset because it's like i don't know in this split moment when i'm sitting here eating if i want to be obedient to the holy spirit and do what he tells me to do what if while i'm eating this he says, I want you to give them a word of knowledge. Right, right. right. Well, how am I going to do that when I've been rude right, the whole time? Right. Angel says, uh, I think you need to treat me better. <laughs> and here's, here's another thing uh, along those lines mm-hmm. um, is I hear all the time from servers, people right. that I know personally in different servers, they'll say something like, and hear everything I have to say about this now, they'll say something like, I don't like it working on Sundays because that's when the church crowd comes in and they're the worst tippers. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's true. Mm-hmm. I don't. In fact, I don't believe it is true. What I believe is, is they have a higher expectation right. out of Christians than they do other people. And those Christians don't. As they should. As they should. Exactly right. As they right. should. As they should. As they should. Yeah. And Christians don't meet that. Absolutely. And, and because they don't meet that, then they get that. Right. And so for me, what that says to me is I should go above, above and, and beyond, beyond you know, and, and show that extra. So one of the things that I always do is, is I don't care how bad the service is or how bad the food is, I'm going to tip that servant, right. you know, because my, my Christian witness is more right. important than my Absolutely. pride or my rights, right. you know. Right. Yep. And, and I may not tip them as much as I would at other times mm-hmm. because I... And there has been times I've got horrible service right. and, and and felt led to give yep. them a big tip yep. and say, listen, I just want to bless you today. Yep. You know, And not, not say, hey, your service was bad, but I'm going to tip you anyway. Right. You know, Not that. Right. But so uh, to me, even in those moments, we need to be led by Absolutely. the Spirit. I agree. I, I've gotten better in the car. Um, <laughs> I pass that on to you, son. I'm sorry. I, I've gotten better at the car. So I have my, my best mode is... I start to get frustrated, and I think that I, then I catch myself. And I'm like, they really didn't like inconvenience you that much. Right. Mm. That, like, uh, like whatever. My next level uh, of where a little bit worse is I just think they someone will do something like, like yesterday or the day before. I was driving on the right lane, and they came around. Like, it was four lane traffic. They came around me, got around me, and then turned because I was I wasn't going fast enough or whatever. Because I was in my work truck, I wasn't gonna like. Mm-hmm. Go ten miles over the speed limit, but they came around me, and like two seconds later, and so in those moments, I'm like, "Why would you do that? Like, <laughs> what? Well, are you in that much of a hurry or whatever?" That I, so that's well, the second well, I, I definitely talked to them. And then my third, I, I'm working on it. But my third level, my third level, and my worst level is I'm very passive aggressive, even though they can't hear me. Like, oh yeah, definitely pull out in front of me like that. Dude. <laughs> that, that that was definitely necessary for you to do that. <laughs> so yeah. those, those are the, I, and that's. I used to be a lot worse. Like yeah. I, I'll get really angry at people, but that, those are my three levels. That when they right pull now. out in front, of, or when they pass you speeding, all this kind of stuff, and then you stop at the same stoplight, like yeah. everything in me wants to be like, mm-hmm. Do you like the slow head yeah, turn? Like, <laughs> Hi, I'm still here with you. But that's the kind of stuff that I have to right, right, I have yeah. to fight too. But but all of those things, all of those things, you know, is is a part of mm-hmm. our testimony. Yeah. It's a part of who we are and what we're communicating. To other people. Yeah, and go oh, sorry, go ahead. I, I, and I was just gonna say, you know, when it comes to my rights and, right. and and me getting what's mine, you know, that's where it becomes the yes. some right. of the most challenging. Right. And I think that's probably one of the top things that the church mm-hmm. needs to repent about. Yes. That we have become just like the world and my rights yeah. are above right. what Christ would want us to act like. Right. right. And I'm sick of it in myself, actually. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, think, think, think about the scripture. If they take your coat, yeah, give them your cloak also. Not just do, do we do we in Sue Happy America Come in on. in complaint line America in Google reviews America? Do we as Christians? And I, I'm just gonna be honest. I don't a lot of times in my life live that out of. If someone takes my coat to give them my cloak too, that that is, there's no other word for that, living that way than radical. Yeah. Yeah. That that exactly. is that is radical living. To yeah. say if I'm doing business with someone and they cheat me out of fifty dollars, to give them fifty dollars more on top of dinner, to not yet yeah, to buy them dinner, to not com, not to the yeah. co- complain with the B- Better Business Bureau. 
that that is that is compared to today today's standards that is radical radical yep. way of living yeah. and I don't know if I see the church the church right. living living things like that out because it's not easy like you right. said what's what's right and what's what's fair we will say that and say, well that's not fair that's not right but who am I to say what that's is fair right. and what is right that's you right. know who am I to, the, the 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 fate and the justice that I deserve that I was spared from yeah. Who am I right. to say what is fair and what is right? I so agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna, I'm telling you, I'm working on that in my yeah. heart. And even, even let's even take it spiritually. Like I, Thursday night at Revivalist, we, you know, the presence of the Lord just came in so heavily. And even that, like sometimes we can get where, or me, sometimes I can get where I like expect the Lord to come. Yeah. Do you know that? And yeah. not in the way of like, oh, I'm expecting big, mm. you know, big things. I'm just like, yeah, he's gonna show up. Mm. But then not even be reverent about right. it or be like, you know, and even that's a type of pride where it's mm. like you just kind of, yeah. Yeah. Like, and then you know what I'm saying? There's no right. appreciation right. for it. There's no like, I don't know. It's like you talked about, like, like you talked about last Sunday about being joyful about your salvation continually, right. not not being just taking it for granted. Yes. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we have 10 minutes to get to Connect Group, so Amen. Any, any, you were not here at the beginning, so is there any kind of important thing from your week that you yes. want to talk about? Or? I have to tell you, and I keep forgetting to tell you, Pastor, that for my job, they had me go out in the field, and they do locating, like mm. locating electric, gas, all that kind of stuff. Guess where we came to locate? They took me here. Oh, really? Said, go, let's go to my church. And so we came, and I located the electric and... Well, I need to know that. How, how, how up the code? I don't know where any of it is. How up the code are we? Oh, well, we don't do that part. Uh, we right. just locate it. Right. Gotcha, what gotcha, what gotcha, you do gotcha. after that's on you. They, they probably went, what is wrong with this church? <laughs> well, <laughs> what's funny is we use the GPR thing. Yeah. It's like a lawnmower thing, yeah. and it has like a screen. Yeah. <clears throat> and underneath the ground here is oh, a know. lot of stuff. stuff. Oh, I know. Because it kept showing up as these little lines, mm. and when it's utilities, it like yeah. shoots up. Yeah. But when it's just crap underneath <laughs> the surface, yeah. it was a lot. When we put a, that, the last time we had an event here, we put a tent out there, we hit an irrigation line that yeah. we didn't know was there. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's all kinds of stuff out there. Yeah. Pre, pre, um, regulation and code probably. Oh, well, just, no, it's not, it's not pre-regulation. It's just, we're going to put an irrigation. We ain't calling anybody. Yeah. <laughs> the way the, the, um, electric going out to the pole right here mm. to the, yeah. the, um, What's the word I'm looking for? The light. The, the power line? No. Power pole. The, the pole. The, the, like the light that shines in the parking lot. Floodlight? I don't know what it is. Yeah. Anyways, but the line going out there literally goes from the church, then it goes like this, and then it goes back, and then it goes to the light pole. That's it. The hmm. light pole. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why does it do that? Let's, uh, like, who knows? Let's not incriminate our church, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's not illegal. It's no, no. The way silly. To, it's just, yeah. Silly. All right, well, that's it. We're done. I'm done. I got other stuff to do. I got other connect groups to be part of. This Sunday, five keys to revival. I'm not saying there won't be more, but I think that's it. I think five is Are you going to hand out five keys to everybody? No. I still have my key from Keys to the Keys. Yes. I know you told me that. I'm, I'm impressed with that. You still have your restaurant seeds? I do. They're in my Bible. Do you still have... Oh. I still have the M&Ms from last week. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine so. I would hope you didn't need all of them. All of those M&M's. I, I took them home and I, I had them in that big old bag. And I said, Joel and Hope, look what I got for you for because uh, they came to lunch. Joel was ecstatic because yeah. he loves M&M's. Yeah. He, he would try to eat the whole bag. I would love to talk more about um, at a time that sermon though, like just yeah, sure. yeah. Acts. We even get to the part about the community part aspect yes. of it and everything like that. Acts yeah. compared to 2021 yeah. church. Yeah. So all right, well we need to talk about it more. Maybe right. yeah. some guest guest people in. Maybe next yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> yeah, bye. Bye. See ya. <laughs>